Welcome to the Layer of Secrets podcast, the podcast about gaming and being a geek by two middle-aged geek dads. I am David Moore, and I have been in the throes of gardening and woodworking this spring. And I'm Ken Newquist, and I'm not paying attention because I'm multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> Don't multitask, kids. Don't multitask. It's been a long uh, day. I'm awesome. It has been a long day. I, I was lost in a maze of meetings, but now I am I am lost in a maze of ancient video games, all different. Um, so what, what have you been up to? Um, yeah, so uh, lots more more books, lots and lots of books. Uh, so my local local library uh, a couple months back partnered with a larger library network in the state of Indiana. And so there's a ton more eBooks that are available through the Libby app, uh, which I can deliver directly to my Kindle. And so I've been, I read, uh, we had talked about Lords of Light by Roger Zelazny a while back. I read that. Um, that was interesting. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail in any of these books because I got a, a list, but uh, I liked it. It was, it felt very much like reading Foundation of there's less characterization and more plot and concepts that are that are being relayed and it was really cool um and i can see the through line where um like jerry like went from lords of light to the through line of the latest version of god said agenda um it's pretty cool um uh, read the Kaiju Preservation Society by John Scalzi that just came out. Um, it is a very lighthearted book, even though it is set at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and he, uh, it's funny, his characters reference Snow Crash and Deliverators. <laughs> Lovely. In the, in the book. So it's, it's kind of a, uh, a recursive falling down in, into science fiction um, then I read, uh, thud and equal rights by Cherry, Terry Pratchett. Thud is in the guards series of Discworld, and equal rights is one of the first, or if not the first in, uh, the witches, uh, series in Discworld. Um, so both of those were really good. Um, and then I am in the middle of curse of Chalion, which is Lois McMaster Bujold. Um, it's uh, I talked before about like Penrix Demon and those novel uh, those novelettes. Um, this is a novel set in that series. And if I remember the like the the quote unquote ordering, um, it's like set like 500 years before the Penrix series. Um, and it's it's interesting. It's got a lot of political intrigue and and magic and uh magic that is directed by the gods um etc um uh, which is it's pretty cool um and i'm wondering if the latest political machinations that are happening right at the end of the book are going to um side with the heroes or the villains <laughs> so we'll see <laughs> and i and i'm going to obviously continue to read for a while we've got a i've got a uh a beach trip coming up in the next month or so with the family. And I'm looking forward to that. That's fantastic. I have to say at least two of these books, Lord of light and Kaiju uh, preservation society will both be on my summer reading list. I started reading Lord of light. Actually, I think after we interviewed Jerry mm -hmm. and um, I just got 
bogged down in other stuff. I just couldn't keep my momentum going. And so I ended up reading a lot of nonfiction and now I'm kind of itching to get back into fiction. So yeah. I'm looking for that's going to be first on my list when I start my summer reading list. Yeah, I like if I didn't have that connection to Jerry and and know that it was connected to um, like what ended up being God's an agenda, um, I might have bounced off it a little, uh, you know, because, you know, I I like character driven story uh, and plots, whereas this was uh, I mean, given the age, given when it was written, this is very much kind of the style of science fiction of that day. But it's hard to get into sometimes, <laughs> like if you're not in the right mindset. So, yeah, I think I wasn't quite there yet, so yeah. I will persevere. Yeah. Um. Uh, for their birthdays, uh, I taught my daughters how to build their own computers from parts. So Woo-hoo. I had, uh, I had bought all the pieces and parts in secret. And because my office tends to look messy, they didn't notice the extra boxes, just, you know, extra brown cardboard boxes <laughs> sitting in my office. Um, and so they had both in the past asked me, Hey, could we take my computer apart? Could you teach me how to use it? you know, how to put one together, et cetera. And so I went out and um, I found there was a site that had been recommended uh, PC part picker, I believe it is um, and went through and it's, and the benefit of that is what the last time I built my own computer, I had to figure out manually, does this CPU work with this motherboard? Does this Ram work with this motherboard? Do I have the right PCI, uh, you know, version? Do I have the right PCI speed? Um, M.2 drives weren't a thing, uh, you know, so, um, we got all, I, I got all of that. And because the cost of the video cards are so expensive, I got a motherboard mm-hmm. with onboard video, which given the age of the computers that they had was about the same, <laughs> but <laughs> they have much better RAM and M.2 drive instead of uh, like a SATA drive, et cetera. Um, and it's got all the RGB. Um, so uh, <laughs> like the RAM itself has RGB, the fans on the front of the case have RGB and it's all hooked in to the Asus um controller so they can change the colors of it and it'll all match and it'll all animate in the (laughs) proper way. It was actually much cooler than I thought it would be. Um, And so it was a great success and it's been a couple months and they're still working. So that's also a good success. Um, You know, neither one of them seems to be a millennium Falcon. Like I had for the last one uh, where you have to kick it or, or, you know, take it apart and put it back together again in order to get to work. So that was right. my last build of a computer prior to this one. So, um, and then, uh, uh, Tegan had her Brownsburg winter guard, uh, in eight for a guard They're They're that category. Uh, they got second in state, um, which Aaron and I, obviously not biased at all being her parents think they should have gotten first. (laughs) Um, and then they got second in nationals, um, which is WGI nationals, which was, uh, a different group. 
um, but also had people competing from all over all over the world um, or all over the United States. And actually, technically, it's the world uh, it's the world finals, um, but it is. Uh, but given COVID, not too many people traveled over uh, overseas gotcha. to come to it. Uh, but they got second. We were we were really uh, hoping they'd get you know like top four, but they got second. It was and it was amazing. Um, and the and the oddly enough, the group that got first in nationals came in twentieth or in state <laughs> got twentieth in nationals. So I don't know how the judging happened with that, um, you know. But I do know that their choreographer who put it together had put the entire show together aimed at nationals, not at how state judges. And so that might gotcha. have affected things. Um, and then uh, did a little bit of 3D printing for our, our props team. They needed like an electronics enclosure. And uh, and so I did that with a, uh, there's a, like a box, uh, like an enclosure um, thing for SCAD that you can tweak all the settings. And so I tweaked all the settings so that all the pieces in a battery would fit and, and it worked out really well. Um, and then, uh, the last two things would be, uh, I ran a D and D game. Weirdly enough, Ooh. I actually ran a D and D game for, for Tegan and some of her friends. We had one game. Um, and then we're taking two weeks off because there's two proms in the middle of that. And so, uh, I already said, Hey, at the latest, we're going to go till August um, because uh, several of those of her friends are in college or going to college. So it probably wouldn't last beyond it. If it does, that's bonus. But I'm not planning for that. And I'm also planning of like, hey, I can't make this weekend. So we have to skip and or right. if we're missing one person. That's OK. They all they all understand that that's OK. We're just doing it for fun. Um, and it worked pretty well. I picked up D and D beyond for it as well. Um, since with, uh, since wizard of the coast bought it, that wasn't the reason why, but there was a sale and it just seemed the, I'd heard so much good about it, but I hadn't had a reason to really pick it up. So I actually have a subscription in several of the books and wow, it's pretty You're cool. It? I'm liking it. Um, it's got an encounter generator, um, Ooh. where, you can say, here's my characters and let me pull in these monsters and it'll tell you what, like if it's a, an easy up through a deadly encounter. Um, gotcha. and then it, and then it tracks the hit points and tracks the initiative order for all of that stuff. And so that with Albert rodeo is pretty darn cool. Nice. So, and, uh, and then because all the players have access to the books that I bought, um, they can make their characters and it'll also track their hit points and stuff on their character sheets. So nice. Okay. Um, cool. Cause, cause you can connect a character sheet to a campaign. Gotcha. Um, and then the last, which no spoilers. I saw, uh, Dr. Strange <laughs> yeah, and multiverse I, I of madness. Seen it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Say that again. Cause I ruined you. <laughs> no worries. I saw Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, um, which I really enjoyed. Um, it was, not as it's not like a happy-go-lucky movie um like some of the previous cinematic universe stuff is um you know it it seems to be going down a bit of a darker path um 
Sam Raimi was the director and you could tell that he influenced some of the cinematography as well. If you've ever watched any of the evil dead movies, um, <laughs> it's subtle compared, especially compared to the evil dead movies, but there are definitely some camera moves that are very much Sam Raimi. Um, and of course, one of my favorites, Bruce Campbell also makes an appearance in it. So, um, it was fun. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it in a few months and, and pick it apart and, and talk about all the implications. But until then, what have you been up to, Ken? Yeah, so I think uh, I'm waiting for my daughter to come back from college. Uh, she's, she's arriving back this week. And uh, when she does, cool. uh, we've we got to figure out when we can actually get uh, out to see uh, the multiverse of madness because my kids don't want to see movies with me. So, you know, I'll, I'll take it for as long as I've got it, right? Yeah. Um, so aside from that, I've been going kind of retro on my video gaming. I, I actually wrote my I'm wearing my classically trained Nintendo <laughs> shirt, which isn't entirely accurate because I was actually learned, you know, I played a lot more Atari than Nintendo as a kid. But me eh, too. Okay. Me too. Um, the uh, so I got this thing. I'd actually been looking for this game for a long time, and I couldn't remember what it was called. And I remember playing this game in uh, in the arcades growing up and it's called Darius. Um, so it's a side scrolling game. I love that. And, game. and it's got like. So you have a little starship uh, and you're flying through cavern system. It's a branching thing. So you start off in cavern A and then you can go to caverns B and C and then it continues to branch out. Uh, the, the big bads are giant like fish spaceships. Yep. It's and it was a huge machine. It was a huge like they, they yes. like to if I recall, like on the technical side in the arcade, it was three big CRT monitors that was put together. So it was basically one large screen. Yes, which and, was um, amazing. And so you can actually then. emulate that in the version that I got. I got it for the Nintendo Switch. And so you can turn on the screen lines on your TV. Now, obviously, <laughs> I only have the one TV. But you, so you so you can see where it is and the sound, nice. the sound system. I mean, obviously, there's a nostalgia here. Um, I just remember being blown away by the, the like it was stereo sound. Like this was a game that I was horrible at. To be clear, I'm not good at this oh, game. <laughs> I don't know of anyone who was good at that game back then. <laughs> it's a bullet storm kind of game where you're just. Yeah. You're dying a lot. Yeah. Now, I have it on my Switch, so I can just play it forever and use as many quarters as I want. But, you know, I did really enjoy it as a kid, and um, and it was fun to have it on my Switch. It was like 15 bucks or something. It was on sale on nice. uh, on the Switch, and so nice. like, I picked it up. Um, what, you also, could do, uh, what you should do is, like, get fill your pocket with quarters, and every time you die... Take a quarter out <laughs> and, like, put it in a cup and see, That's see, right. how, see, much, see how far you get. Yeah, you know, you get a roll of quarters. Yep. So or every because because really probably right. You know, it's it's one of those things like you know, as kids, like there was a cost to yeah. to trying to continue the game, right? And now you just keep going on forever. But anyway, it was it's and it comes with like three different versions of the game, or maybe hmm. I think three main like three editions of the game, and then like another two variants of one of the games. So. Very cool. um, there's a lot to play. I've only played the first game, and so yep. I'm going to be going on vacation soon, and I'll probably be playing a lot of that. Um, I also I talked about this a while back. Uh, slowly at Nuketown, I've been doing this thing. I've been calling the the, the the Ready Player One replay, which basically reading through Ready Player One, identifying all of the video games that are mentioned in Ready Player One, and then <laughs> playing and reviewing them. Nice. Um, and so I think I've got like the first version, the first level, if you will, of this playthrough. Um, probably had 20 something games and 
I just I finished it not too long ago, and then I started thinking about what level two is going to be, and like because there's there, there's a I mean it's a pop culture celebration, right? Like it just has so many freaking video games that are referenced in it. Right. And the cool thing is, is it's got games that I never really like. I I may have missed as a kid, you know, or like I was only tangentially aware of. Um, some of them I'm, I'm good at. Uh, some of them I'm I'm not. And so I will tell you, Dungeons of Daggeroth, which is a major like game in the in the novel like it plays a very pivotal role um right. i suck <laughs> okay so this is like a faux 3d dungeon like it's all line drawn right kind of um, like black the old, and white did you ever play the old wizardry uh i don't think i did okay but it's very like, i know you play ultimate Dun- but yeah but ultimate wizardry was like this wizardry was a a 3d dungeon and really it was line drawing of like yes. perspective cubes <laughs> and then occasionally right. <laughs> a, a 2d ghost or whatever would come out um and it it felt a little bit like rogue but but with graphics um but there was right. a definite end so gotcha yeah so this uh this game it's it, it's notable because there's a heartbeat so as you're playing the game like every step you take is kind of kind of cons- like consuming a little bit of your life oh and so that's okay. the, the meter and so the meter the heartbeat is constantly going and that's basically your hit points and as it goes faster you're getting closer to death and so as monsters are attacking you your heart rate goes up and it's got this right. like boom 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 going and so it, it, right, right. it's a nice little effect i i loaded it up i couldn't figure out like <laughs> i couldn't figure out how to like to equip my sword i was immediately killed by a spider yeah. um i eventually realized there's a tutorial like i was trying to figure out like how the hell do i actually play this right and so there is actually a tutorial that i had ignored um, which kind of walks you through the initial things that you need gotcha. to do, because uh, for those who are not familiar, originally in games, you couldn't just like use your your mouse and your keyboard, right? Or, or a joystick or something. Based. It was you You had to just type the commands, right? right. Like you left or use arrow right, keys or right. Yep. Equip sword, yep. right? Like light torch you yep. know, or like and this was like put torch in right hand. I'm a little surprised there was a tutorial. Like, yeah, it's like a- <laughs> normally those games came with a manual that you had to read to understand how to play the game and then you would play the game. Yeah, so I was horrible. I died so many times. It wasn't fun. Um, gotcha. <laughs> if, I, if I had played it as a kid, uh, maybe the nostalgia would have carried me forward. I can right. see the appeal. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun to do it for the playthrough. And I, I got far enough to like get to another dungeon level, I think. But it was not it was not nearly as much uh fun as the book makes it out to be <laughs> but again nostalgia is a powerful thing um i also found that i'm even worse at street fighter 2 um <laughs> gotcha so I, I'm, I'm horrible at, at street fighter 2 now i remember playing this game a little bit uh, i came out at like the early 90s i think um and i was never a big like arcade fighting game guy because i wasn't good at it and at that point i think i was like late late teens right but like 19 20 and who wants to get their butt kicked by a bunch of 12 year olds with way faster like reflexes than me and i just never took the time to like learn any of the moves so i'm like i, I got it for the replay and i'm sitting there and i'm like trying it and like i can't i couldn't make it past the first fight even playing ken <laughs> ouch ouch so anyway, I'm terrible at Street Fighter. 
Uh, I did get back. So here's the the key thing is it has gotten warm. As you say, it was 85 by where, where you are. I think it was. It's gotten above like up to 70 a couple of days Then it dropped back down to 40s, 50s. Right. Um, and it's been kind of in like the 50s, 60s for the last couple of days. Um, but that is warmer than 40 degrees and 40 yeah. degrees, ladies and gentlemen, is what you need to be able to use spray paint. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> preferably <laughs> more than 40. Yeah. Yes, but yes. Preferably, but 40 is like the absolute minimum if you don't want the paint to just fall off the rocket, uh, right. which I think I probably talked about a couple of episodes ago. So I was actually able to complete, and this is where the Twitch folks can see, the Nova. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, it came out really good. It's a black, so it's a it's a very striking black rocket. I'll probably do a, um, a post about it on uh, Layer Secrets. Um, this is it, it, it turned out exceedingly nice. I'm very, very pleased with it. Um, the decals, more or less, as, as uh, David can see, um, I had a little bit of issues with the decals because, like, the, as we've discussed previously, these rockets are old. Yeah, yeah, this, this is like a 40 year old rocket. Um, and not the decals don't always, uh, always survive. The, the water also, slide uh, does not always look water slide, so yeah, yeah, and they just kind of disintegrate. I also built uh, the eggs press. Nice. Which I always wanted to get for, that one for launching eggs. Yeah, yeah. So you put you have like a little payload here. So like this is a show and tell portion of the, uh, the the podcast. So I'm opening up the top. It has a large cylinder at the top that you can put like a large sized egg in, and there's like some bubble wrap. I, I think I might have to get some new bubble wrap. This is also a 40 year old bubble wrap. Oh, okay. I'm curious to see when I launch this rocket if the shock cord um, can survive the weight of the egg because you know 40 year old plastic but well yeah uh, or the or even the weight of the ejection you know to stop it from completely separating yes but i will say part of my plan for building all these rockets is some of them are going to break and some of them are going to to die and some of them i'm not going to get back because i don't have room for all these rockets <laughs> okay i was i was gonna ask like they're they're pretty nice showpieces there um but at the same time you know like It'd be cool to launch them. So. Yeah, oh, they're definitely going to. I mean, the Nova, it's like I, I actually I have another Nova kit. So if I lost this one, I could build another one. And it, it, it's gotcha. a very nice rocket. I mean, it's yeah. I would say it's a sexy beast. It's yeah. it's the paint. The black paint was fantastic. And then I have the uh, Starship Excalibur, which I just finished, nice. um, which which turned out pretty nice. However, oh, I had um, the one. dorsal fin is not like actually hmm. straight. <laughs> it doesn't look quite. Yeah. Little, yeah. So little... I think that lean in yeah it's it's i suspect something went horribly wrong <laughs> i think i think i drew the the guidelines wrong like so you know mm -hmm. if you've never built a model rocket like you get this little uh marking guide and then you use it with uh you you go to a door jam and you use that to draw the lines on the body and i suspect i wasn't paying enough attention when i put the main fin on and things so it's slightly off center Slightly off center. I think it'll still fly okay. Like yeah. I don't. It's not yeah. so bad that I think it's not going to be aerodynamic. But I mean, I'm sure um, it'll fly better than the space shuttle that I had <laughs> flew, where it went up. It flew perfectly straight until it left the rod of the launch system. <laughs> then it made a sharp left turn, shot straight across the parking lot, bounced off the top of a car, and then landed in the field nearby. Um, uh, and, but I will say the space shuttle separated from the tank and booster assembly, uh, you know, cleanly. <laughs> yeah. So but, I'm actually building my, my next build is actually, it's a skill level four rocket. Uh, this was, 
So the, the Nova is actually a skill level three. I've been working my way up. The other ones I was talking about, I think, were skill level twos or whatever. Um, skill level four is the orbital transport, which is kind of like the the idea for the um, for the space shuttle launch system. The kit itself is from like 1977. Yeah. Um, and it, it has a main booster and it has a glider. I've never built anything with a glider before, so um, it's going to be pretty challenging. But when I go on vacation, I'm hoping I can knock it out it's going to require a fair amount of patience the other thing i've been figuring out because we're just geeking out about building stuff at this point right like um i had some some fupas with like trying to paint Mm -hmm. so on this uh express you can see it's got one fin that's gold and what i discovered when i artistic choice yeah it's yeah well you know i figured i wanted it to be shiny it's like the golden egg yeah um because i wanted to gleam in the sunlight before it crashes um the tactical term for that in uh, model rocketry is a prangler. Uh, rockets that crash are known as known as pranglers. Oh, okay. even a patch for it. <laughs> All right, it's great. My dad has it on his uh, NASA jacket. I need to get one. Nice. Um, but anyway, when I did the alpha build, just skill level one, it had a red fin. And what I discovered was regular masking tape does not pre- prevent the the paint from getting underneath. Right. And even regular painting tape, painter's tape uh, can be problematic. And because what happens is, is that there's this capillary action that happens underneath the tape that actually draws the um, the paint underneath. Right. Right. And so instead of a nice clean line, you get like this little bleed through. Um, And, you know, we're trying to like be professional here. So I got this. I I did a lot of research and I came up with um, Tamiya masking tape. This is like high end Japanese masking tape. Tamiya. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This stuff doesn't bleed. I nice. got a nice, nice straight line on this thing. And I had to paint it again because I didn't actually get the line where I wanted it. But there was absolutely no bleed through with this stuff. And so nice. all of this is building towards like I have a Mercury Redstone rocket. Um, there's a Saturn V, I think, that Estes has out now that, you know, maybe I'll buy a new rocket someday. But all of those have like more extensive um, paint jobs where you actually have to be nice. careful about like, you know, the, like the black squares you see on the side of a Saturn V, right? Right. Um, right. That's going to take on a white body. <laughs> you don't want bleed. Skill. Yeah. No bleed. Yeah. No bleed. Otherwise, you yeah. have to prime the whole damn thing over again and and uh, go back to square one. So. Yeah, I really love well, the Tamiya paints when I've I've well, used them for miniature painting. Those are really ah, cool. really nice. So my last thing. Is I'm celebrating my Swedish heritage. Uh, Newquist is Swedish, um, for those who don't know. Um, my grandparents came over here from Sweden, so I'm only like second generation. Um, my Swedish kin have been up to uh, <laughs> doing great stuff with role playing games. Like we had like the Twilight 2000 role playing game, which takes place in uh, partially in Sweden. And what I picked up was Merkborg, which is a doom metal RPG. Yep, and uh, it's it's a it's an old school Renaissance sort of game. Um, very simple, basic rule set. It is beautiful to look at, and so the the, the setup for this is the world is ending. Uh, the prophecies of the two headed basilisk were correct. You're scum at the end of time. Do you plunder or do you try and fight against the dying of the light? Um, think of every heavy metal cover album cover that from the '80s. And that is this game. And it's really striking. So the, the, the book itself is uh, a yellow book with black cover, uh, black lettering, um, a gruesome looking skeleton on the top. And inside, like, it's just 
the 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 design choices they made it's like bright pink lettering right and like they break all the rules of typesetting and layout (laughs) and so it's cool i'd love to to play it sometime i think you have to be in the right headspace to to want to play this particular game um now that we're coming to the end of the pandemic that might be more uh more doable people might be more interested in it um but i think you go in knowing like it's it's a doom metal rpg and you just have some fun with it and it seems to be different enough from like torchbearer uh no uh dungeon crawl classics oh yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. that's so, a much bigger book <laughs> yeah it, but like i i played a little bit of Morkborg, and it was you know it if you're familiar with like warhammer fantasy it kind of has that yes. feel to it yes it does um you know things are just bad when i played it it was late into the night and i had to i had to go hey guys this seems like a really fun game, but my body is not letting me stay awake. So I need to go to bed, have fun. And they did. But uh, the little I have seen of it um, seemed fun, um, but also like kind of mostly serious slash dark. But I could also see it being uh, being run like uh, Metalocalypse from from uh what was it mtv i think it did was it was i don't remember that one <laughs> okay it was that was it was a cartoon type series with um uh basically heavy metal artists that were kind of like inspired by like danzig or some of those other gotcha. groups um back in the 2000s and um like heavy metal magazine and stuff like that sort of stuff so that's that's what it reminds me of um I would love yeah, to play got, it in a real game, like a, a game that I can be awake for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's it's fun. I mean, it's it's also just like it was a good read. It won the NE for in like, I think, 2020 uh-huh. um, for, for like best game. Like, it, you know, characters are so I got like there's there's some stuff that I think it's just hilarious in character creation. They're like. It's very simple as an Oscar as a you know old school game should be. Um, and like they're like the last step is name your character. It won't help. <laughs> that's hilarious. that's kind of like the, the tone of the book right but it's a it's it's got great art it, it's just a riot for your brain uh to read it and even if i never played it i really enjoyed getting the book um yeah. I even i picked up one of the expansions uh which has a bunch of monsters in it nice um, so between this and mothership i could go to some pretty dark places this year but uh <laughs> yeah yeah the other thing is, and I might try this this week, there is a solo version of the game called Solitary Defilement. Oh, um, cool. Which relies on these two kind of core books, uh, the Fractory and uh, the Merkborg core book. Um, and and actually it began, uh, Merkborg began as a uh, as a solo game, like a, just a like a one-sheeter solo game. Oh, cool. Um, and so I have that too, and I might try playing that, you know, because I'll have some time to actually just, like, hang out and do stuff yeah but uh it'd be cool like you know i i I have all these solo games and so part of what i'm hoping to do in the next week is actually play some of them so cool yeah it should be fun sounds fun yeah i think so i think so we aren't gonna do like a main topic because it's it's been a little while since we've talked and we've we've talked a lot uh in this particular let's see how, how far are we in i mean technically we've only been talking for a half hour but that's okay 
we don't have to have like an hour and a half episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you have feedback, we love feedback. You can send it to us podcast at layer of secrets.com or via Twitter at layer of secrets. Uh, and we stream live on Twitch. If you're watching us right now, thank you very much. Uh, if you aren't watching us right now, we usually, uh, record every Tuesday at around, uh, 8 PM Eastern time. Uh, and so if you want, it's, we are Twitch, uh, slash Twitch, twitch.tv slash layer of secrets. Uh, and you can also visit, of course, layerofsecrets.com and you can leave us some feedback directly on our episodes and such there. Um, you can even send us some topic ideas or comment on the, on the things that you've, you guys have thought about, uh, that we've talked about. So, uh, thank you very much and have a great day.